intended for all audiences. Welcome to the South Burbs Hitmen Podcast with your hosts, Joe Mandel, Stephen Zim Zimmerman, and Vinny Parisi. We're bringing you the White Sox coverage you need from the perspective of true Southsiders. Grab your Comiskey dog with an ice cold beer and meet us in section 155. Everyone get on your feet for your South Burbs Hitmen! That ball hit deep. Way back. You can put it on the board. Yes. Jimenez in the air. Left field. He's your hero tonight. Thanks, Cubs. Over the head of Jenks. Uribe charges close. Out. And the White Sox have won the World Series. Alexei. Yes. Yes! 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 History! A perfect game by Mark Burley! And what an unbelievable, unbelievable play by 25! First pitch starts now! What is going on, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of South Burbs Hitman. I'm one of your hosts, Joe Mandel, and I'm joined, as always, by my White Sox brother-in-arms. I'm talking about Vinny Parisi, our other pal and co-host, Stephen Zim Zimmerman, couldn't be on tonight, but he will be back next week. Vinny, you're back this week. How was your vacation, and how are you doing, buddy? My vacation was very good, very relaxing, so it started off with a bachelor party, so last weekend... That was, was relaxed. In, yeah, well, <laughs> it ended relaxing. Um, it started go. off with a bachelor party. I was in Milwaukee, home of the Milwaukee Brewers. I actually drove past American Financial Field on the way there and back. It was actually kind of cool to see the brew crew was on the road, so we didn't go to a game. But, you know, and that was we wanted to, but, you know, they were on the road. And, you know, it was cool. It was a cool town. Um, it's definitely not like a big town or, you know, it's not this great metropolitan that, you know, Chicagoans are used to seeing, but it was cool. And, you know, bachelor party shenanigans, stuff like that. And then we left Milwaukee and just me and my brother and my cousin went on our annual trip to Door County, which was much more chill and, you know, definitely not the tomfoolery or debauchery that takes place on a bachelor party. But, you know, Door Door County's awesome. The little peninsula there up in Wisconsin, um, you know, cool different things you can see, all sorts of different, like, you know, little knickknacks that they sell, like different types of food. And, you know, we went to a candle shop and we took a ferry to Washington Island. Yeah, this candle shop was sweet, dude. Check this out. This one's sick. It's a Door Door County's known for their uh, cherries. They grow cherries there and they have a candle scented out of the cherry. I was like, ooh, I got to buy 30 bucks for this guy. I mean, for realsies. Candles but, aren't cheap, man. Yeah, candles are not cheap. Excuse my Winnipeg Jets logo and fat chin. But they also had one for Ukraine, and some of the money went to Ukraine, so I thought that was pretty sweet. It's just a vanilla scented candle. Ooh, it's so good, though. But, you know, it's got the Ukraine flag. Just really cool stuff. So I enjoyed my trip to Door County. All ate all sorts of different kinds of food, and, you know, it was fun. I feel relaxed. I didn't look at my phone hardly ever. I was telling you off camera. I had 80-something <laughs> text messages on my phone when I looked at it 
for the first time in a long time. I really didn't look at it all that much. I knew what was going on in the White Sox games and then the Stanley Cup final. And then really other than that, I was just I was kind of like tuned out of social media, didn't care, didn't open the apps. But, you know, it was nice while it lasted. Now I'm back. You are back. And when the beginning of your trip, the White Sox were playing great baseball. And all of a sudden, they lose two in a row, and it feels like the end of days, Vin. Um, Of course, big story, Liam Hendricks, who was great return to baseball, uh, hits the IL with elbow inflammation, which is never good news. Um, I think Pedro said something like Liam told him how his availability for tomorrow, and he's like, eh, you know, I'll see. And it was a red flag for Pedro because, you know, Liam's always the guy that's like, yeah, we ready to go tomorrow. I mean, do should White Sox fans be scared about this, Vin? Because I know I am. Yeah, I'm worried, and I'll tell you why. Um, Liam kind of admitted that he can have Tommy John surgery anytime he wants. He's He's had elbow inflammation for years now, and he's just been kind of pitching through it. So you figure it's coming at some point. I don't know if he's going to wait till his career is over. He is a closer, so I think it's a little bit different than being a starter who goes six innings every time he pitches, where most times you pitch. Um, but, I mean, if this is that type of issue, then Liam Hendricks pitched his last pitch in a White Sox uniform, which is really sad. But, you know, I'm, I'm not there quite yet thinking that that's going to be the case, but it is worrisome for me. I can't say that I'm, you know, not worried. I had the same reaction because Pedro's like, oh, yeah, you know, it's we're he's like, we're better prepared now for it because, you know, we have more help in the bullpen, but we're not better. And, you know, we're going to be without Liam for two plus weeks. But then Rick Hahn's response uh, said, I forgot what he said exactly, but it was something like for like the immediate future or something along those lines. It wasn't as concrete as what Pedro had to say. And um, I, I just have this terrible gut feeling that, uh, that that's it for Liam on the White Sox. And I sure hope I'm wrong. I hope he comes back and fights through it. But even and if he does come back, I mean, why don't they, I mean, I'd love to see Liam go to a contender during the trade deadline, which is kind of scary because this team is technically still in it. But I wish this division wasn't so bad then that we didn't have to like have this conversation right now because in every division in baseball, except this one, uh, we'd probably be in fourth, third, fourth place at least. So, and, and the AL East we'd be in last. So, yeah. Uh, they they might even would they be in the last no they wouldn't be in the last in the west because the A's are worse but the A's are bad for the most part they're they're a bottom tier American League team yeah and there's a situation where they could be buyers and sellers if they're buyers and sellers they could pick up like a middling player that can help them win a couple ball games for like you know the number twenty five prospect in the system like you know something that wouldn't hurt the farm by any means kind of like. You know, a player like Jorge Soler or something like that, like, you know, just you know, like when the Braves picked him up. And I don't think he's right. going anywhere from the Marlins, but he was just on the top of my mind because the White Sox played the Marlins. And I remember how the Braves got him for basically nothing. And, you know, guys like that, I could see the White Sox buying because their division stinks so bad. And I'm sure Jerry would enjoy himself some playoff revenue. But, you know, Liam Hendricks. If he comes back and he's fine and he can get his velocity back up there, I'd love to see him on a contender. I'm not. I told you a long time ago, I am not living and dying with White Sox results anymore. I'm living and dying with the White Sox, 
of course. I'll always watch them. I'll always cheer them on. I'll always be there. You know, I, I even when I was on my vacation, I was paying attention to what the White Sox were doing. That's in my blood. Oh, Where sure. I'm done for this season, I am done. I already declare it over. I don't care if they win or lose any particular game. I could be pulled back in. You know, people will rip on me. You get ripped on Twitter if you unconsole. But, like, I don't care. I really don't. I, if they win, awesome. Cool. I hope the fans at the game had a good time. If they lose, cool. Awesome. Don't yeah. care. Like, that's just where I'm at. I'm rooting for the guys. I want them to succeed and get the money that they deserve and, you know, maybe turn this thing around by next year because I don't think mm-hmm. that 100% out of the question. But for a guy like Liam Hendricks who worked his balls off back to where he is from cancer, yeah, I'd love to see him go to a contender. I'd love to see the Braves trade for him or the Dodgers or even if a team is just maybe going for a playoff spot, the Miami Marlins. That would be a team I'd love to see Liam go play for, you know, the Diamondbacks, any of these surprise teams that, you know, yeah, better than we expect would be good. So, we'll see. I think the Blue Jays would be a good option for him to play that one. Yeah, I, I think I think we talked about I briefly talked about it when we came on air, but like I think the infuriating thing about these two losses is that they were just such gut-wrenching losses. Um, I've got nothing bad to say all season about Kenya Middleton or Kendall Graveman. They were lights out. They had scoreless appearances, both of them going into this game. And it's just, it's, it's going to happen eventually. It just happened that both guys shit the bed on the same day. Um, and you got to give props to the Marlins hitters too. And there's some bad defense Tim Anderson comes top of mind. Um, he's he's in my doghouse right now, Vin. I, I guess we could bring it up now and talk about it. You know, TA's doesn't look like himself since he got hurt last year and he was out. He came back to start the year. He looked okay for a couple weeks, and then he kind of disappeared again. Is I mean, what are your thoughts on that? And is this guy trying to get a ticket out of town? I don't know if he's trying to get a ticket out of town. It's not really a good way to do so because what yeah, he's not performing. Yeah. What contender is going to say, you know who we need to have on our team to win the world series, Tim Anderson. That should be the case. I think in my opinion, Luis arise on the Marlins is the only player in the league right now that I think has better bat to ball skills than Tim Anderson. I'm talking just, pure talent like Mike Trout he's amazing he strikes out a lot Shohei Otani will strike out um Aaron Judge strikes out a crap ton when they hit the ball it goes to Pluto that's not Tim Anderson Tim Anderson Luis Arise guys like that they find a way to get a barrel on it and bloop it where they ain't usually when they're feeling good about themselves it hasn't been the case for Tim Anderson this season I I don't know what it is, he's up there in terms of White Sox leadoff home runs. I know I just said he's not a power guy, but like he's he's a guy who can be relied upon to be just everything you need in a leadoff hitter, and he hasn't been that at all this season. He pretty much hasn't been that since the All-Star game of last season. He was great since he in the got first hurt. half. Yeah, he was great in the first half last year, and you know it just hasn't come up. Hi, Mom. We'll talk about Eloy later. Hi, Mom. Um... I, I'm stunned at what's become of Tim Anderson. You remember the Field of Dreams game when he hit Very that well. home run? When he hit that home run, I stood up on my couch and I had tears Me in too. my eyes and I cheered. And I, I was never like, screamed so loud in my yeah, life. 
the White Sox got a dog on that their team. Dog. He, they have a guy, they have a judge or a trout, you know, a guy that can come up clutch and he'll hit a home run and he'll showboat and he'll just say F you to everyone. Tim Anderson is that guy. He can be that guy. Remember when he tried to fight Brad Keller and like that, that yeah. was the start of the change the game thing. And Tim Anderson was just an absolute freak show out there. He hasn't had that fire since. And I don't know if they, they need a new slogan. Yeah, I don't know if he's pissed off at the fan base. I don't know if he's angry with the team, with how things went with Rodon and Abreu. And, you know, I have no idea, but something's off. I don't think Tim Anderson's cooked. He could have 10 more years of good baseball left in him. And people are going to feel dumb when he goes to another team and lights it up again. I do think, and I may be giving a hint at a segment we do late in the show, but I do think Tim Anderson is going to go off against the Dodgers in this series. I'm not saying the White Sox are going to win these games, but the Dodgers are the team most connected to Tim Anderson right now. They've had Chris Taylor playing shortstop all season long. He's okay. He's a good player. Mm-hmm. He's not Tim. An- the best version of Chris Taylor is not better than the best version of Tim Anderson. It's not even close. I'm expecting a big series from Tim Anderson here coming up against the Doyers, but I don't. I, I can't pinpoint what the issue is with him right now. Yeah, it's it's infuriating. Uh, the team as a whole was pretty infuriating this week, Vin, and I think that's probably an, an understatement. But uh, I guess we could dive into our first segment of the show, and I'm sure we have plenty of fun things to say in this one. Uh, it's one where we like to either praise or rip on our lovely manager, and I think this might be a fun one this week in this week's episode or this week's segment of Pedro's pen. Yeah. I mean, to start the week, I thought Pedro was doing a good job. The starters were doing their thing. Uh, Then we get to the last two days even some questionable decisions during those games we won. But what was up with the bullpen management the last two days, Vin? I, I really don't – I don't rip them too bad for the Middleton-Graveman thing because those guys had been on fire. But they were also kind of due to, like, get shelled. So, I don't know. I just want to get your two cents on, on Pedro's bullpen management this week. Yeah, bullpen management is always the hardest in the last game because you've used – in theory, you've used a majority yeah. of your bullpen up to that point, depending on game situations. And the White Sox did win their first game of the series, which means that, you know, the rest of the series, you're probably hoping to get more of the same from certain people. But then Liam went down and they knew he was going to be down after the first game of the series. Um, I I would have rolled with Middleton and Graveman in the last game. So I'm not going to poo-poo Pedro Grafal for that. Where yeah. I would is I don't really get why Joe Kelly, who was 1-6 going into safe uh, situations this year, um, came in in that second game. I I would have used Crochet first. Uh, I'm not acting like Crochet is, you know, I'm not acting like he's Liam Hendricks in his prime. He's not Mariano Rivera. He's not Craig Kimbrell in his prime. But he's Garrett Crochet, who has been better in safe situations than Joe Kelly. If Joe Kelly would have hung on to that game, he would have tied or he would have broke a career high in saves with two. So that's just not something that he has done much in his life. 
Um, right. Ra- Graveman was perfect in save situations going into Sunday. So that was his first F up of the season, I believe, if I recall that stat correctly. Yeah. And, you know, who knows what would have happened if they used him on Saturday instead. They might have, you know, taken that second game in the series. Um, the White Sox offense also deserves equally as much blame as Joe Kelly in that second game. Though I mean, they left bases loaded, no outs earlier in the game. Like, you yeah. cannot leave bases loaded with no outs and then go into the ninth inning with a one nothing lead and expect to do anything of significance. Credit to Andy Vaughn for hitting another home run. That was nice. But I mean, Pedro Grafal. About all he did this week. Yeah, he deserves about fifty percent of the blame. I would say not hundred percent by any means. Um, I would not. I would have handled the bullpen differently on Saturday, but I probably would have done exactly what he did on Sunday. I'm not going to fault him for that. Where I fault him on Sunday is the starting lineup. A lineup. I was about to go there. Like, Brutal. What? Like you're so bad. Clint you're Frazier out. leading off. Yeah, like you can't bench tim anderson in that game he has to be playing he he missed so much time with injury and the team sucks they're 10 games under 500 but they're only three and a half back entering that game you have a chance to strike you can take advantage of being in this shit division and have a really nice summer and assert yourself as a team in the american league that people don't want to play the marlins are no joke they're in a playoff spot they have great pitching. Their offense struggles, but their offense struggles, but they have Louisa Rice who can get on base every time he feels like it. And then Solaire who will hit 30 bombs. You know, they have guys who can hit. He's and, still hitting 400, isn't he? Yeah, uh, 397. He got a hit in every game and his batting average dropped. But they they do this and I, I hate it. I hate the Sunday lineup philosophy. I hate it. I can't stand it. It should be gone. It's an old school way of thinking that shouldn't exist anymore. Guy that you should put your best lineup forward. If you're if you're the Dodgers, right? Who the White Sox are gonna freaking get a heavy dosage of this week. I'm really uh-huh. not freaking looking forward to Freddie Freeman and Mookie Betts in my nightmares this week. But I can already see Clayton Kershaw's face on the you know on a dementor from Harry Potter chasing after me. But we need like, a gift of that, by the way. Yeah, oh, I would love to. I'll make a gift of that. Um, sure. Like, the Dodgers, they can rest Freddie Freeman on Sunday. They can sit Mookie Betts for a game if they need. You know, I'm not saying the White Sox don't deserve off days, but, like, you have a chance to win a series against a team in a playoff position and be your third straight series win, and you bench Tim Anderson, who has sucked all season long. That's not the time. That's not the place. They were off today. The team is off today. Like yeah, just in no general, reason to bench him. there's no reason to not put your best foot forward on Sunday and try to win the game. Like I said, if you're the Dodgers, you could do that. If you're the Atlanta Braves, you can do that. Who's some of the other elite teams in the league? Even the Houston Astros still. If Jose Abreu's legs are feeling funny on Sunday, sit them. Who cares? You're the well, Astros. And, and Alvarez is on the IL now, and they're still yeah lineups. Oh my God! Imagine just being one of those teams who's just constantly respected and good. All the time. The White Sox play in a great ballpark in a world-class city. They have sick uniforms. You know, most of the guys on the team are handsome. You know, I'll say it. It's just so annoying how this team just finds ways to shoot themselves in the foot and blow two games in the ninth inning. It's disgusting. I'm... I'm disgusted with the team. And that's why, Joe, I feel like a Debbie Downer when they win a couple in a row and I'm like, yeah, I don't care. Like I care, I care deeply. It's a burning passion of mine that I care, but I, I'm not 
getting high on wins or low on losses. I just can't do it for 162 games when this is the product on the field. Would would you say that uh, this week was a bit of a – the last two games were a bit of a dud? I would say that these last two games have been a dud, which is great for a certain segment we do on this show. The Adam Dud of the week. You suck. You suck. Suck. Stupid. Ozzy. No excuse. What a dud. What a total, total dud. Finn, I, I, I was looking at the stats, and I usually put them up here for every single player, and uh, I'd say about 85 to 90% of the team just completely sucked balls this week. So, I mean, we could just flat out name pretty much everybody. Um, but just the top of the mind, uh, who's who's someone that for you was a, a mega dud this week, Vin? I know we can, I'm going to pull up the stats, but there's one pitcher particularly that continues uh, to be on this list. Yeah, it's Lance Lynn. Lance Lynn, I say it on this show all the time. I wanted to win with Lance so bad. I wanted them to be good with Lance so bad. He's mean. He's kind of an a-hole. He's got attitude. He grabs his junk when he gets a big strikeout. He's everything you want in a superstar Cy Young caliber pitcher. He's kind of fat. Like, he's just awesome for everyone. And, like, you know, he looks like me out there pitching. And I loved every second of it when he was elite. He stinks now. Um... I don't think stinking is his future, though. Like, maybe it is. Maybe he is cooked. But I think if a team, if a, a Braves traded for him, or if the Astros traded for him and said, Lance, you're our five, and you can earn a playoff spot. You can earn a playoff roster spot. Go out there and pitch your balls off, and you could win a playoff spot on our team if you pitch well. Okay. I think yeah. he would. I think he would. With the White Sox and whatever, Eth- I-, I was a huge Ethan Katz guy at first. Now I'm like, yeah, Dylan Cease is talented. That's why he's great. Lucas Giolito's talented. That's why he's great. Michael Kopech is talented. That's why he's great. There are some times where I'm just like, you know, thinking that he's not really helping them. Yeah, he's not. I mean, just look at these stats, Vin. I mean, five innings. Eight hits, five earned runs, a homer, a three walks. I don't like to see that in three and in five innings. Uh, only struck out four guys. He's a shell of himself. I mean, there's no other way to say it. He's just he sucked. Um, but switching over to the offensive side of the ball, this is where it gets real bad, Vin. Disgusting. Um, it's. Oh, what are you doing? There we go. I mean. I love Andy Vaughn, but he's just killing this team right now. I mean, he's a dud for me this week, Vin. Batted a 118. He went three, I'm sorry, two for 17. Uh, four strikeouts. How many look at his RBI total? One. Yeah, it was and it was from the home run. Joe, do me a favor and organize those by the OPS statistic. This tells you everything you need to know about the team. <laughs> Luis Robert Jr. is sandwiched between two catchers who suck at hitting 
because that's how just the week has gone right now. Frickin' Clint Frazier is fourth on the team in OPS. Jimenez is below 700. Vaughn is below 700. Berger had a bad week. His OPS is up there on the season, so I'm not going to poo-poo yeah. on him. But where does Yoan Moncada get off having a 167 on-base percentage and a 333 slugging percentage for a 500 OPS? That is just absolute dog meat. You I cannot know. believe they are that bad, especially Moncada. Moncada sucked for two years now, but this is like guys would be booted off a roster. If his name wasn't Yoan Mankati, be in Triple A. Like I, yeah. I just I can't stand what has become of some of these guys. And when I see OPSs like that, it's an abomination. Vinny, Vinny twenty four at bats. He didn't walk once. Struck out eight times. He got four hits and twenty four at bats. Only scored one run. He's swinging at everything outside in the dirt, high, low. It's he's lost out there, man. And and I don't know. I'm with you. I, I don't know how he's got a roster spot right now. And they should have a phantom IL stint for him, as far as I'm concerned, if they don't want to cut him. Yeah, well, they're I'm not going to cut bad. him. They don't. No, I know. I know. I know. Two I, more years. I, I know they're not going to cut him. So I'm saying they should give him a, a phantom IL stint or anything, really. S- something. I, I And you know what, Joe? 2021 was one of my favorite baseball summers of all time. I will never forget it as long as I live. I went to one game a week that year, sometimes two. And I think my total that season ended up being like 35 or something. And I was listening to Desastre Persona every single day at the gym and on the way to the games, and I was having a blast with it. And since then, Moncada has done nothing but suck. And let me tell you something. You got Gonsolin and Kershaw ready to enter the batter's box with you and uh-huh. we're gonna see how Moncada does against two stud puppies like that in the los angeles dodgers you know i don't know i just he sucks That's just, he does Anderson he, down there, 389 i don't need you to have a crazy slugging percentage if you're tim anderson i from my leadoff hitter i don't i look at batting average for my leadoff hitter more than slugging percentage or more than OPS. That's probably the only spot in the lineup I look at batting average more than OPS. Maybe the nine spot. But like, you're Tim Anderson. You're you're been sixty seven in the last seven days. Then zero runs, zero RBI this week, and no walks, and no walks. You're adding nothing to the team. He, he's just bad right now. I don't I mean, think he's a bad player. Stuff. No, yeah, it's I mean, truly awful. Just for shits and giggles, Vin, I, I sorted it by average. And I know you don't look into average that much, but I think it says a lot this week. It does. It sure does. I'm, I'm almost through the whole team, and the highest average is 230. The highest average for the week, of course, is Luis Robert. Three, four, I'm sorry, Grandal technically, but he had less appearances. I mean, if the highest guy to have a batting average is Robert with 23 at-bats, below that, 250 is the highest average. You know, it's just unbelievably bad. The OPS, uh, oh, by the way, the amount of strikeouts this week is horrendous. So strikeouts is right here for the week, 54. That's awful. Yeah, that's disgusting. And they weren't, they faced Alcantara once, 
reigning Cy Young Award winner for the Miami Marlins. He's had a bad start to the season. But, hey, you're having a bad start? Come on and play the White Sox. Oh, you're struggling this year? Give them the White Sox. Oh, you haven't hit a home run in a week? Give them one. We play the White was it, Sox. Was it Garrett that struck out like nine plus Yeah, guys? and then they attacked the bullpen pretty well after that. But, like, Garrett, really? Yeah. This guy? He, he He's looking like Pedro Martinez in his prime against you right now? Like, I, I just can't believe that. And, you know, really the only two offensive players on the White Sox who can claim right now, June 12th, that they're having good years are Luis Robert Jr. and Jake Berger. Everybody else, Andrew Benintendi has a nice average. I still think I need more from the $75 million man. You know, he's not having a bad year, but the only ones who can claim they're having good years are Luis Robert Jr. and... Jake Berger. Jake Berger. And Jake Berger's done it in half the at-bats. Half the yeah. at-bats. And and Jake had a bad week. We acknowledge that. Yeah. Uh, he he made my dud list, but I'm not going to rip on him too hard because he's been so good. Uh, it's a matter of time before you have – I mean, he batted 150 this week. Whatever. You're going to have weeks like that. And I'm happy to um, see Luis Robert Jr. have a good week too because he had one bad week leading up to this one after having like a great three weeks. And I was like, I hope Robert isn't falling into some hole again. And he's not. You know, guys are going to have a bad week, a bad series. Luis Robert Jr. has been sensational. I have nothing bad to say about him right now. Yeah, and I'm not even going to play the intro for put it on the board player of the week because I don't feel like it's warranted this week. Um, There's only a small list of guys this week that make that list, and you got two of them, Vin, that are pitchers. Let me pull that up. But – you know what? I don't want to discount their achievements. Why not? We'll we'll go ahead and play the six second clip for these three and three slash four guys. So these are the players that were not terrible this week, and the put it on the board player of the week. Well, I mean, one of these guys, Vin, is at least helping his trade value, and I'm starting to wonder. Well, we'll talk about him again later in the show if he should be traded or not, but oh, I'm not sharing anymore. Hang on one second. Here we go. Lucas Giolito with two quality starts this week, Vin. He looked like a man on a mission. I don't know what my computer is doing. It just jumped all over the place. Uh, but Luis, I'm sorry. Um, Lucas Giolito, 13 innings pitched, only one earned run, four walks, 15 strikeouts, and six hits over that span. The dude is just a man on fire, Vin. I mean, this guy is – every time he goes out now, it kind of feels like we're getting the Giolito of old, like the ace is back. Um, and it's unfortunate because he only got one win out of it, which is ridiculous given, you know, the quality baseball he threw over 15, four, 13 innings, that is. I don't know what to make out of it, Vin, other than, you know, this guy is just a different guy now. He's, he's hungry. It almost – Correct me if I'm wrong, Vin, but it almost feels like since that trade talk kind of started dusting up, it's almost like Geo turned into a different guy. Uh, I know that's probably a coincidence partially, but, I mean, talk about how good Giolito has been over the last month. Yeah, Lucas Giolito's always been good except for 2022. People forget that. You know, everybody hates him because he was so bad last year by his standards, and there were plenty of pitchers far worse than him in the league last year. Uh, I do think uh, the talks of his demise were greatly exaggerated. Yeah. Um, 
he had one rough year. Lots of guys have a rough year. Um, you don't like to see it, but made people want to trade him. Well, he's been their ace this year. He's been their best pitcher. I don't think there's any arguing that. You know, there are Dylan Cease fanboys out there who would argue to their grave that he's the ace of the staff. And he might, by a technicality, be the ace of the staff, but he hasn't been better than Giolito this year. He just hasn't. And, not, you know, he's not this he's week either. Really, even better than Michael <laughs> Kopech. And you can argue right. even Clevenger at times. Um, Clevenger gives up a lot of home runs for my liking. But Lucas Giolito, he. He's been good, and he's got nasty stuff. He's a three-pitch pitcher now. He'll strike you out on a nice three-pitch mix. It was a lot of change-up fastball in the last couple years. This year mm-hmm. he worked in the slider, and he's actually using it more than his wicked change-up. So I think that's helped you know, get him back on track, and he looks like the Lucas Giolito of old. I, I'm thinking about thinking maybe don't trade him. Like, yeah, you need starting pitchers. You need starting pitchers. Whether And if they're retooling instead of rebuilding, give Giolito a three-year deal. Why not? I mean, you know, or you could trade him if, if, if the Dodgers are offering a haul or the Astros or the Blue Jays or the Rays even. One of those teams are offering great stuff, then, yeah, you do it. But I could see the White Sox being good in three years. And, you know, I, maybe I can't. You know, it's a bad organization, but with what they have, you would think they should be able to be. And, you know, we'll see what happens with Giolito, but he's not going to pitch against his future team, the Dodgers. And every, every I say that because everyone predicts he's going to the Dodgers, but he's not yeah. going to pitch in that series. Two last week. He had a really good week. Shout out to him. Yep. And then Dylan Cease, of course, right below, had a great week as well. <clears throat> I mean, it was just, he went six innings, gave up a run, which was off of a homer. Only two walks, strike out, struck out, strike out, struck out seven over six. Um, this is the grammar show for everybody. But uh, Cease kind of looking sort of like his old self again. So hopefully that sticks. Uh, not not a bad week for Clev either. Not great, but I mean it's certainly uh, not what it's been the last couple weeks. Uh, getting over to the offensive side of the ball. Really, really quick. Really, really quick. I think Kopech has been good too. Like, I, I want to give a shout-out to Kopech. He he didn't have his stuff in the last game. That's he allowed true. That's five true. hits. Um, and there was a run, though. Yeah, there was traffic in every inning, but he worked his way out of it. And that, to me, is what makes you a pitcher more than a thrower. Michael right. Kopech, for a long time, was a thrower. He got in there, and he gassed 100 every single time. Now... He's learning how to get outs in different situations. And if he's got to go from the stretch here and there, he finds a way. Um, I think the world of Michael Kopech as far as being a pitcher. And, you know, shout out to him for, you know, battling in a start that I kind of annoyed he wasn't able to get the win. They blew it in the ninth. But, you know, the offense didn't do much for him. The offense did not. There wasn't a whole lot of offense this week, Vin. But we talked about him before. To the shock of absolutely no one, Luis Robert, by far above, far and above the put it on the board player of the week, hit 348 for the week, and that's with 23 at bats. And he actually drew a rare walk this week, Ben. I'm not used to seeing that happen with Luis. Um, 16 total bases, four ribbies on two homers, scored three runs. Uh, he did steal one base, so you don't see a lot of that. So Luis uh, had a great week. We'll give that to him. Um, and then honorary mentioned to Liam Hendricks, who had two great innings before he got hurt. <clears throat> Hopefully he'll be back sooner than later, but I don't know, Vin. I guess we'll find out. Yep. And there's really not much more to it than that. Um, 
Really quick, Joe, you want to sort that for the folks by walks? Yes. Hang on one second. Let me I noticed something. The top four at-bat White Sox players this week combined for one walk. Let's see. Sort that by walks. Here we go. Let's share. Yeah. Okay. So ben and Benny Buttcheeks found his way with six. And then Clint Frazier walked in half just under half of his at bats appearances yeah and there were a handful of guys with one walk and like Mankata he was he's supposed to have this great eye right Jake Berger didn't get a walk Tim Anderson your leadoff guy did not get a walk I don't expect Gavin Sheets to walk very much same thing with Jake Berger those guys are swinging away but I mean the fact that they've had 15 walks and 195 at bats you know, That's they're bad. on base percentages under 300 for a reason because they can't hit and they don't walk. And well, that's 15 walks with six of them coming from Ben Attendee. Exactly. And so you're the Dodgers right now, and you got Gonsolin on the mound tomorrow, and you got Kershaw on um, Wednesday. Freaking Dylan Cease is facing a guy I haven't really heard of too much with an 8 ERA on Thursday. But or on yeah on Thursday, so you know I'm not too worried about. Well, I guess I should be worried about that because the White Sox like making those guys look like Cy Young himself. But <laughs> yeah, um, if you're Gonsolin right now, you're Kershaw, and you're preparing for this White Sox team. You're reading over your notes while you're eating your Monday night dinner, your off day meal. <laughs> I'm thinking I can't wait to step on this mound tomorrow and just pump strikes. You're yeah. not going to get too too wild with it with this White Sox team. I'm just going to throw strikes. You know, I'm going to try to paint corners because this White Sox team, they don't walk, and they like to watch a lot of pitches go by. Um, there's no Louisa Rise in this lineup right now that just doesn't strike out looking very often. Um, that dude barely strikes out at all. I was stunned. The White Sox struck him out twice this weekend, and he, had 11, too. he had 11 strikeouts on the season coming into this series. So wow. now he's got 13. Um, I believe he has one strikeout looking all season long. The White Sox don't have a guy like that. They don't even have a guy close to like that. So, you know, don't be surprised if you see the Dodgers doing their best to pump strikes this week, knowing the White Sox really enjoy swinging away and not taking pitches and burying themselves, basically. Undisciplined, for sure. But, uh, Vin, we're going to move on to the next part of the show where we're going to preview that week ahead in this week's White Sox Weekly. Uh, can we just hit fast forward the next week's show, Vin? I, I, I'm a little scared. Um, How about the end of June? Yeah, let's just... Let's make it. Let's get this September already. Yeah, end the month with freaking. You have the Oakland A's on the thirtieth, and then July first and second, you have the Oakland A's who are on a five-game winning streak. If the White Sox lose that series to the Oakland A's, I am becoming a Braves fan full time. I'm not, of course, but I know I might just rock minor league baseball the rest of the season and watch teams like the Charlotte Knights. There you go. And I'm going to a Chicago Dogs game on Wednesday. I might just become a dog diehard. Let's go, dogs. I mean, I'm a fan of Chicago-style hot dogs, so I'm a fan by default. Yes, and they make good ones at that ballpark. I would hope so. You. That's You're what too- I said. That's what I said. I was like, they better freaking have good dogs here. Otherwise, I'm going to be pissed. Root for the other yeah. team. 
That's legit, man. But this schedule is also legit this week. It's very scary. Three against the Dodgers, three against the Mariners. Uh, Reminder for everyone, since they are on the West Coast, they're late games. And tomorrow's game can only be viewed on ESPN+. So if you don't have ESPN+, you are SOL. But if you do want ESPN+, you can get the Hulu, Disney+, ESPN+, pack, free trial for, I believe, three days. You're um, gonna you're gonna make people think we work for them. I if you want to pay us Disney, feel free. Vinny and I will literally. You can just give us both. Like I'll wear a Mickey Mouse suit on the show. You I, we'll make it so cheap for Disney they don't have to. Literally, you can give Vinny and I both and, and Zim, of course, uh, all passes for our family to go to ride MGM Studios for one day. And go to the Star Wars stuff, and we'll we'll talk. We'll do this every damn show. So Disney, yep. if for some reason you're watching, just throw us a couple passes. You don't even have to pay for the airfare. No, but that would be nice, though. I mean, if you want to, that'd be great. <laughs> but I mean, we're not. We're easy to please. Um, we're Star Wars fans, if you couldn't tell. We'll Absolutely. talk more about that later. But <laughs> I got way off the rails there, Vin. But uh, ESPN Plus. Lance Lynn tomorrow night against the Dodgers. I am I'm frightened. Yeah, it's not gonna be uh I wanna say I'm conf- like they played well against good teams so far. It feels that way, but they're under five hundred by a lot against some of these good teams. But I would bet the over on the game and the under on White Sox runs. Yeah, I actually think the Dodgers can cover the over by themselves in this game. I mean, you run down that Los Angeles lineup, and almost every game, Will Smith is their catcher, top five catcher. Yeah, Fred Freeman is their first baseman, top five first baseman. Um, Miguel Vargas, outstanding second baseman. Mm-hmm. Max Muncy's likely to play third. They'll use Chris Taylor at shortstop. They have Mookie Betts in the outfield. Yeah. And J.D. Martinez, you know, the guy I've famously called Jumbo Dong. He hits Jumbo Dongs quite regularly with his Jumbo Dong of a bat. And, man, he's just having a resurgence. He's probably going to be a National League All-Star. Like this Dodgers team. That's more times than I ever wanted to hear the word Dong on this show. Yeah. yeah, I mean Jumbo Dong is unreal. It's and... another another <laughs> just to keep tally of it. Yeah. I think that's I mean, five. I could say it a bunch because this guy's unreal. And when he was on Boston, he was sick. He was like a borderline MVP candidate and the big reason they won the World Series. And now he's on the Dodgers, just absolutely tearing the cover off the ball. So I mean sure. and like I said, Gonsolin and Kershaw. I don't know who we're gonna see on the mound for the Mariner series. But, you know, they have studs in their lineup, too. Uh, Julio Rodriguez is one of the great young studs. And I kind of think the Mariners are just kind of like a sleeping giant right now. They are currently sitting with a record of uh, 31 and 33. They're 3-7 and in their last 10, and they're 10 games out of first place. I'm kind of expecting a big second half from them. Yeah, they're a good good team, Vin. They they did have a tough – from what I remember, they had a tough schedule to start the year. Yes. And they're only five out of a wild card spot. All they really need to do is get in, and then I think they could beat anybody in the American League. But, I mean, 
you know, they're they're just good. They're they're a solid team. And out of all the teams that aren't in a playoff spot in the American League right now, Los Angeles, Boston, Seattle, Cleveland, Chicago, White Sox, Detroit, Kansas City, Oakland, I would yeah. say most confident that Seattle might be able to push for a spot. But oh, for sure. We'll see. And, and side note for all of our all of our listeners and viewers. The times you're seeing, I, I'm on Eastern since I'm in Michigan, just over the Michigan border. So that's why everything's showing up on Eastern time for me. So for the record, these games, the next three nights, I'm sorry, next four nights, they will be at nine o'clock starts. Um, so that's 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 late night stuff. And it's a rough week, Vin, for White Sox fans that don't have streaming services. You got ESPN Plus tomorrow and then Apple TV Plus on Friday Night Baseball. So uh, if you want to watch the team this week, make sure you, well, maybe you don't want to watch these games. <laughs> maybe you want to listen to them on the radio or something. But Yeah, I want to go to that game on Wednesday of next week uh, and watch Kopech face Perez. Um, Perez Day in Texas is always fun. And, you know, seeing Kopech, I, I haven't seen him pitch in person yet this season. So I... I would like to go to that game, but I don't know if I'm going to be able to make that happen. But I do want to see the Texas Rangers this season. I think they're they're the real deal too. So it's not like things are going to be getting better when we're previewing next week on next week's show. Yeah, that schedule is rough too. But former White Sox Marcus Semyon will be uh, and hit, hit just lost his hit streak, but he what 16 games straight he had a hit. Yep, right? he's been amazing in his second year with Texas, and then they have Dane Dunning, who has carved out a long reliever role. Sox. Yeah, you know this great long reliever now he found his niche on the team so you know the white Sox. yeah man. interesting uh schedule coming up for the Sox. so they get to prove it or uh they'll know in the next two weeks finn if they're selling or buying yes definitely no doubt in my mind about that i think we all know what they're gonna do but we'll wait and see uh, we get to the part where we do the pick the click section now, Vin. I'll play the uh, segment portion here because it's a great visual done by Aldo Gandia. Props to you, Aldo, for the great graphics. And then we'll talk about our strange predicaments. So here's this week's pick the click. Yeah, Vin, so we had a bit of a predicament this week. These are our picks from last week's show. You took Jake Berger. Zim took Tim Anderson. I took Andrew Vaughn. Missy, our guest, took Romy Gonzalez to the surprise of no one. <laughs> These guys all sucked, so no one wins pick to click, Vinny. That's my final verdict. I would have given it to you. I'm, I wasn't going to take I'm not. I'm not taking it for... If someone hits 150-something with one RBI and it's from one solo shot, I'm uh, I'm not taking it. So I won't take credit for that. I understand. Nobody wins. I couldn't I couldn't give it to anybody. I wasn't going to put out a poll because everybody sucked nuts. <laughs> if one of us picked Luis Robert, then we would have won. But, of course, nobody picked Luis Robert because he sucked the week before. Yeah, Luis Robert, Sebi, uh, Yasmani Grandal, I think I would have said would deserve to win. Any of the starting pitchers, I would say. Yeah. Except I think for that Lane. might be the route I take now. We'll see. Yeah. I get you. <sighs> oh, 
but I'm not taking Lance Lynn this week. Spoiler alert, I'm not doing it. Um, actually, I don't know what that means for who goes first, but yeah. I won the week previously, so I guess I'll just <laughs> bite the bullet here. <laughs> um, man, I don't know what I want to do. Um, you know what? I'm I'm going to ride the hot hand. I'm I'm going to go with Lucas Giolito. He got one start. I'm I'm living and dying on the one start, but uh, that'll be against Seattle and not the Dodgers, so that's in my favor. Well, in theory, so I'm going to take Geo because I'm I I just I'm not feeling the offense right now. Yeah, I totally get it. Uh, I said earlier in the show I hinted that I would take Tim Anderson. I'm going to stick with it. Um, he's got to break out of it sometime, right? Like he's not a bad yeah. player, I don't think. So I'm just going to roll with Tim Anderson. I think playing against the Dodgers at Dodger Stadium could be a little motivating in front of his future fans. We'll see. Uh-huh. Tim Anderson. All right. I like the pick. Yeah, I just texted him. We'll see if he answers. I forgot to text him before the show. Um, but if I had to bet anything, I'd say he was going to take Jake Berger. But uh, we'll, we'll wait and see. I'll give him a minute. Um yeah, but, when you when you texted me last week for mine, Jake Berger just popped into my head. Like he's when I think of the White Sox right now, Jake Berger, Jake Berger, Jake Berger. I actually I don't know if you watched the show, Vin, last week, but you responded right away, and I was like, oh, Vinny already responded, and I said, you guys, take a guess, and then I put up your text with the emoji of the burger, <laughs> and I'm like, that's, that's right. funny. That's funny. I like that. Uh, and Foster says, pick the click Tim Anderson. He's got to break out, right? Well, I mean, I, I certainly hope so. We hope, Foster. Uh, really quick, Foster said something earlier that took me by surprise. He said, Chicago suckery. It's an actual thing. I've witnessed it for 50 years. It's funny because it's true, but it's also all the owners of these teams would point out something to Foster. Chicago is one of three cities – that has won a championship in the NHL, NBA, NBA. Wait, what was no? What was the stat? Maybe Chicago wasn't one of them. I Reinsdorf is the winningest owner in sports history. No other owner has seven championships. Talk Bob, about riding on your coattails. Yeah, Bob Kraft has six. I think he's in second place. But, like, was Jerry Jones the owner of the Cowboys for all of their Super Bowls? I don't think so. Um, I forget what it was. I think Chicago's the only city that has been in the Super Bowl. I don't remember what the stat was. There were three cities that did something in the last 20 years, and Chicago was one of them. And I'm like, wow, all of our teams stink, and none of us feel that they're – any good at all but i don't know i guess a couple phantom championships don't really change much oh maybe it's teams with three teams to win a championship in the last 20 years that's what it is and it's the white Sox, the cubs and the blackhawks and then in new york it was uh the giants maybe new york wasn't one of them boston was for sure all four of their teams have won we got spoiled in by that blackhawks run oh yeah in the mid to late thousands and people in town have no clue how good how hard that is 
yeah, they you know, yeah, they were unbelievable. They had a Hall of Famer at every position. You can argue goalie. You know, I don't know if Corey Crawford's going to get in. He'll, his name will be on the ballot. There will be discussion. But Keith is the best defenseman in team history. Taves and Kane are the two best forwards in team history. And no other team was able to compete with them. And if you were to ask someone, were the Hawks, what type of style did the Hawks play? Everyone would think offense. They were a defensive-minded team. They were a defensive-minded team <laughs> yeah. that pounced on your mistakes. Yes. I mean, just look at those, those what, three goals and – 20... Oh, the two goals in 17 seconds. Two, two goals in 17 seconds. Yeah, right. against the Bruins. Sorry, Joe. Yeah. Um, no, you know more than me. That's why. No, <laughs> I'm saying sorry to Joey Parisi because the Bruins oh. gave up. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, and, like, I remember there were a series against the Minnesota Wild where the Hawks were outshot to hell because they kept the Wild to the outside. They'd get these dinky shots from the outside, and they would take a mistake up the rush and score because Patrick Kane was better than everybody else. Like, Mm-hmm. That's you're right. We were spoiled, very we spoiled, were very spoiled. And there's a potential for a new city to be spoiled with their first ever Stanley Cup victory tomorrow, Game Five in the Stanley Cup Final. Vin, the Golden Knights going for their first Stanley Cup in franchise history against the Florida Panthers in Las Vegas. The Vegas, they could do it at home. Yeah, and I kind of think they're going to. I think um, so too. The strip is going to be insane tomorrow night if they yes. win. Yes. Yes. Oh, either way, it'll be insane. But yes, um, Matthew Kachuk is a game time decision. Florida's best player, but he's going to play. But if he's not at a hundred percent, you know, if he's playing like players in hockey do, you know, at eighty percent or fifty percent, there he's not the typical Kachuk that's running amok out there. <laughs> yeah. Vegas is unreal. This Jack Eichel, I mean. He was drafted second overall behind McDusty, McDavid in 2015. And he's just been nothing but phenomenal since, even though he's lived in McDavid's shadow. And now he was traded to Vegas because Buffalo wouldn't let him get the surgery he wanted to get. Now he's going to win the Conn Smythe Trophy probably as the playoff MVP. Like Vegas is just – Vegas kind of does remind me of those old Blackhawks teams. They don't have a Patrick Kane. Like an elite scoring winger, those are a dime a dozen, but Patrick Kane was like a super elite scoring winger that scored like a centerman. Um, Patrick Kane basically played center on the wing, if that makes sense, where like the Vegas Golden Knights don't really have that, but they have a Marion Hosa and Mark Stone, and they have a Jonathan Taves in Jack Eichel. They have have something the Hawks didn't have in William Carlson, like a second-line Selkie-type guy, and then all the great defensemen that they have. And, you know, they, they are kind of built in similar fashion. I, I think they're unbelievable, and they they deserve everything they've gotten. They've built it from scratch. They and sure people, have, man. Oh, they got everything handed to them. Look at their roster on opening day in 2017. That's just not true. <laughs> That's just not really true. I went to a game that first season there, man. Oh, did you? I Yeah. I didn't I, know that. Yeah, I went to a game the year they opened over there, and – I still got the polo, the inaugural season polo in my uh, in my closet over there. That's awesome. So, who, yeah, dude. Who are they playing? I have to go back and look at the pictures. I don't know. Um, hang on. I can tell you. <laughs> I did not know you went to a game in the inaugural season. You're now the second person I know. My good friend Jarrett, who I was at his bachelor party this last couple weekends, 
weekends ago. Um, he went to a game in their inaugural season. He, they played the Toronto Maple Leafs, and William Carlson, who I just mentioned, scored the first ever hat trick in Vegas Golden Knights history at the game he was at. So he purchased a hat for $30 before the game, threw his hat when Wild Bill scored the hat trick, and then went to the store after the game and bought a discounted one because they put all the hats on discount when oh, a player no scores a hat trick. So I thought that whole story is kind of funny. Joey went to his first. Joey Parisi went to his first ever Vegas Golden Knights game this season. They they got slapped around by the Edmonton Oilers in that game. Here, I, I got this puck around my house somewhere, Vin. That's cool. That's really cool. I went to the team shop. Let me see if I what, can find who the hell they were playing. What if you look and it was the Devils? <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, it might be. Here we go. I'll tell you. Who, oh, here. Oh. Ah, it was the Canucks. Oh, okay. That's cool. That's cool. The Vancouver Canucks. That's awesome. I remember. I'm trying to remember how the Devils did in their first ever game in Vegas. I know the first time that Vegas ever came to New Jersey, they had a four to one lead against the Devils. That's awesome. I got the the crazy open, you know, with the night and everything. Oh, yeah. That's sick. I need to get to a game. But, yeah, the Devils made a f- uh, three-goal comeback and then won in overtime the first time Vegas played them in New Jersey. Vinny, and- you, tell me, you tell me tell me, when you go because I will go with you. Okay. We'll go to a Knights game. I'm in. That I'm place in. is nuts. Yeah, I have a cousin who's turning 21 on January 4th, and I believe the goal is to – go to Vegas for that. So maybe early January we'll have to meet up in Viva Las Vegas and go to a Golden Knights game. Speaking my language, Vin. I can't wait for the schedule to come out for hockey. I'm going to start planning so many things the day they release that. I know this is a baseball show, but I mean. Yeah, we're, off, we're towards the end anyway. I if mean, only the good. White Sox could be as competent and into winning as the Vegas Golden Knights. The White Sox are 100 years old. No, they're older than that. What are, what are the White Sox? Since, 19, since 1901. Oh, so, so yes. it's easy. They're 122 year, 123 years old. That's right. So I only know that because half of my shirts in the house. Yeah, yeah. They, they all say it. Yeah, they all say <laughs> it. I did know that. And like Vegas is six years old, and they've been in the conference finals four out of six times, and in the Stanley Cup two out of six times, and they're going to win their first, I think. Um, that's honestly, it's just a legendary franchise at this point. They're more competent than the Maple Leafs or the Canadians, or I'm not going to say the Blackhawks because they've had recent success. And, you know, yeah. I, I think Connor Bedard is the game changer for sure. Uh, people, I, I don't think people in Chicago understand. Did you see his combine? Yeah, dude, he looks like freaking Marshawn Lynch. He's a body, dude. It's unbelievable. I mean, for I mean, imagine how different that's going to be in. Two years? Another yeah. Two years? He's going to be... freaking 18. Yeah. He's 10 years younger than me. And Isn't like, he like 16? How old is he really? He's he's, like... he's 18. He'll, he'll, oh, is he? Yeah. You have to be 18. You And I don't know when his birthday is. He might be 17, about to turn 18, but he will turn 18 before next season starts. So... He, you are correct, Finn. He is 17 years old, but he will turn 18 oh, on, July on July 17th. It's Frankie Mueller's birthday. Frankie knew the Hawks were going to win the lottery all this time because Connor Bedard shared a birthday with him. Um, I think 
I don't think Chicago fans realize how good he is. And I'm not trying to sound like a know-it-all or anything like that. He's better than Taves and King. Like, it, it, it's really not even particularly close. No. I Well, I, I mean, we'll, we'll let time tell, but I, I think right now, skill-wise. Skill-wise. That's the thing I was going to preface right there. Do I think Connor Bedard is going to win three Stanley Cups? Like, production and skill are two totally different things. Very different. Tom things. Brady's the GOAT because of his production. Peyton Manning had a better arm and a better brain. Aaron Rodgers has a better cannon. Um, you know, but Tom Brady was the goat because of his ability. So like, we'll see what Bedard's able to do. I think he probably could get a hundred points in his rookie season. I'm, I'm excited to see it, man. I'm excited for hockey season to come out. And then, like I said, when you plan that for your buddy, or I don't know who's planning. You said it's your cousin. It's my cousin. It's a she. So it's going to be really fun. Oh, shit. And they'll all be interested in going to a game. I know that for a fact. Well, little little Vegas tip. I'm sure they probably know this already, and it's probably hard with people's schedules. But if there's any way you can do it on weekdays, you will save so much money. (laughs) Oh, I believe it. I believe it. And room rates and everything. Yeah. And I might even get comps. Yeah. And the Golden Knights are sure to have a home game over that little stretch, like at least one. Oh, so, for sure. They I'm excited. Been... Yeah, it'll be fun, man. For Great sure. Great talk. I know we got off the White Sox talk for a little bit. We have one more segment to talk about the White Sox. And then we can just shoot the shit a little bit more as far as I'm concerned. Um, what, what's my guarantee? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. <laughs> I couldn't remember what I wrote earlier. But uh, we're going to dive into our hot topic conversation, which we alluded to a little bit earlier in this week's Guaranteed Take. Yeah, the trade deadline quickly approaching. This team kind of, it's infuriating. I I titled this episode, Vinny, The Good, Bad, and In Between. Uh, It's because they're good, then they're bad, then they're bad, then they're good, then they're okay, then they're bad, then they're good. It's a roller coaster. It's frustrating, and and for the GM, I'm sure it's equally frustrating for Rakan. But I just want to—I had to bring up a thought. I'm like, this team you talked about it a little bit earlier. They should keep Lucas Giolito, so resign him to a deal because they need a pitcher, and trade Tim Anderson. Timmy should have, in my opinion, been traded in the off season. While his value was high, he had a lot of value. And I know that a lot of people thought this team might still have a chance. I wouldn't have been mad about it. But now that his value is just took in an absolute nosedive, what could we even trade for trade him for now, Vin? I, I don't know what kind of package we're going to get for TA now. I don't know how we can trade him unless we get offered a ridiculous trade. And Timmy's ice cold right now. I don't know why anybody would offer us the farm for him. Yeah, I mean, the only team I could see paying actual, you know, good value for him because they can is the Dodgers. And, like, if the Dodgers gave their 5th, 10th, and 20th best prospect to the White Sox, all three of those guys would be in the White Sox top 10. And the guy who was 5th would probably be 1. So, you know, a a return like that would be okay. Okay. Um, Colson Montgomery is supposed to be the shortstop of the future, but he's been dealing with some injury issues, hasn't he? Yeah. And 
I don't know if he's a shortstop full time. It wouldn't shock me if he ends up playing, um, you know, second base in his career. We'll mm-hmm. see. I hope he ends up playing shortstop. Um, if I looked like I was a little distracted and my eyeballs were veering away from the screen right there, I just saw that Shohei Otani just hit a 459-foot blast, and he's now tied for the American League lead in home runs. Just an absolute, I mean, menace. Just un- I love Shohei leading, Otani. Leading all-star voting for the DH, by the way, which I which, think is yeah. ridiculous. He should be under, well, he's going to be a pitcher anyway. But I wish I could give, I've never met an athlete that I wanted to give a hug. Yeah, does that make sense to you? Like I've always shake give Shohei hand, Otani a hug. Take a picture with them. I would like to give Shohei Otani a hug. Like one of those bro hugs. Like, what up, man? And just You know what's you know what's I don't know how much I when you say that, Vin, is like I totally agree with you. But you know what my head goes the first thing when you say that? And this has nothing to do with anything other than just I'm a weird dude. I'm you said that and I'm like, man, what do you think Shohei Otani smells like? I bet you he smells really good. Yeah, I, I honestly think he's just good at everything. Like, in five years, he'll speak perfect English because he's just got a brain that could pick up a language. There's no doubt in my mind. He's brain. already picking it up. Yeah, so. exactly. Um, most Actually, famous... he smells like cedarwood and, like, alpine. Yeah, 100%. And, like, I, I've never felt that. I don't care to give any athlete a hug. They probably all smell like shit, especially after games. But if I no, met not Otani, Shohei Otani. I'd go into good, the bro hug, like, what up, man? And then... Just let him know I appreciate him because um, okay. I do. I don't think I've ever appreciated an athlete more. And um, McDavid is the best player of any sport, in my opinion. He's the most productive. But Otani's different. He's just different. Anyway, back to Tim Anderson. Yeah, I would trade him. Um, I would trade Julito if the price package was right. I would also give him a Zach Wheeler type deal with the White Sox, you know. And yeah, I mean, I think you got to, if, if Liam is is okay, I think you got to kick the tires on a trade for Liam. Um, yeah, there's not a lot to go off of right now, and the right and the elbow inflammation is always scary for teams. So, like, I think that may have nuked any interest. But I guess if he comes back and he's okay, then that'll help. But I mean, do you dangle a guy like? I don't think you do. But knowing Rickon, do you dangle a guy like like Middleton or like Santos out there? Uh, for teams that need a middle reliever, maybe. The Cubs got good returns on their bullpen the last two years. They've really done good things for their farm system in the last two years at the trade deadline. They traded Efros and I'm trying to think of Big Country's real name. The guy, he they ended up getting traded to the A's. They traded Kimbrel and got Madrigal and Cody Hoyer for him. Um, there were a couple relievers. Oh, they traded Robertson last year. You know, they, they've moved three or four good relievers each of the last few years. And teams will overpay for those a little bit, especially ones that believe they can go on and win the World Series. The Yankees are prone to making yeah. a fair trade for a reliever every year. Like they added Efros last year. We've seen them go out and, you know, make big trades. One time they built a Super Bowl pen with Dellen Batances, Andrew Miller, and Araldis uh, Chapman. Like, yeah. You know, that was a Super Bowl pen that the Yankees had one year. They always like doing that stuff. So, you know, for the White Sox, if, yeah, if someone offers them something, you know, if they can get the equivalent of a Wesnewski, like the Cubs got for Efros last year, yeah, I would take yeah. it. Yeah, or, I'm aligned in. I, I might think be it's... saying his name wrong. Wesnecki or Wesnewski, something like that. 
Yeah, I, <clears throat> I hear you, but I think it's time for Timmy to hit the road. But who knows? Maybe he tanked his value and it's not possible now. But just I, I digress. Uh, depressing White Sox talk to end the show. But uh, we got through all the White Sox talk, Vin, in, in, in little over an hour, which is impressive. And we already had the hockey rants and stuff too. So um, shout out to our buddy Zim who couldn't make it tonight, but it's all good, Vin. We're going to use this point before we talk about random stuff to preview our show next week, uh, which I am very excited about. And I think our listeners are also going to be very excited about as well. Um, it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a doozy. Uh, we are welcoming to the show next week. I'm sure you guys have heard the fever that's taken over Major League Baseball in the form of the iPitch machine. It's a really smart pitching machine that can throw any pitch you want, wherever you want it. You can work on your cold zones, your hot zones, all different pitch types, all different velocities, all different spin rates, yada, yada, yada. It's an amazing piece of technology. Uh, we are welcoming to the show next week, Steven Spotansky, who is the president of Spinball Sports, who manufacture the iPitch. So we'll get some questions answered about the iPitch, kind of what it can do for major league teams, how guys can learn from it, everything that it does, learn about production, how the device came to be. Uh, it's going to be a totally cool show, different from what we usually do. But the iPitch is kind of taking major league baseball by storm. And we thought it was appropriate to, uh, Speak to the president of the company. He wants to come on, tell the listeners a little bit about the iPitch, how teams are using it. Uh, I'm very intrigued, Vin. I know we talked about iPitch on your show a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I was intrigued by it when it started with Ozzie Gian talking about it. And then I started doing my research on it. I brought it up to you on Crosstown Crosstalk. And then we came up with a brilliant idea of reaching out to the CEO of the company and we're going to come on and learn some things about it. I have plenty of great questions that I plan on asking. Um, and I'm super excited about it. So I highly encourage everybody come on and join us next week. Um, as long as, you know, as long as they give good information on their product, I think it'll be a really informative interview. So I'm yeah. looking forward to it and hopefully we all learn a lot that day. Yeah. I think it's going to be a great, Great episode. I mean, we talked about it on Vinny's show. I followed their account on Twitter and they followed us back. So I'm like, let's shoot him a DM. <laughs> Boom. Got in contact with the president of the company. Okay. That's not what I was expecting at all. So very excited for the show. going to be a lot of fun next week. Tune in, be part of the conversation, get your questions in the chat. Uh, it's unlike anything we've ever done. And I'm very excited about that. That's what we, that's why we do the, what we do is for exciting shows like we have next week. So looking forward to that, but then let's just shoot the shit about random stuff, man. Um, you mentioned you, you posted a photo on Twitter that you were eating at, um, some restaurant and it, and it was this cool sign with like a wooden name, Talk about that for a second because I could smell it through the photo and it smelled amazing. Yeah, so I think let me let me just go back to my Twitter really quick. I think it was Twitter or Facebook, one of the two, but yeah, it would probably be Twitter. It probably let me look really quick. I know I totally put Vinny on the spot. Dork, Dork County 
Well, it was probably this place. That's it. That's so, it. so I didn't eat here. Oh. There was a goat parade here, and they they put goats on their roof all summer long, and they just walk around their roof. It's a grassed roof, and the little goats walk around all summer. And they have a parade to roof the goats every year. It's like one of the first weekends in June every year. I actually got to see A.J. Dillon of the Green Bay Packers marching nice. with the goats. So boo Packers, but you know AJ Dillon is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, you know, top two running back duo in the NFL. They're going to need it to avoid going five and twelve like they're going to. But you know, that's besides the point. Um, I didn't try the food there, but Door County's loaded with really good food. So next year, though, the plan is to check on that restaurant and see how they're doing. I like Swedish food. I think they make good meatballs. Um, I always find a way to tie stuff to sports when it comes to posting things on Twitter. So one of the devil's best players, Jesper Bratt, he's Swedish and he needs a contract. So I said that being there means the devils need to extend Bratt. You know, I always tie a sports joke into it, but you know, that's, that's what it is. I am excited to try it out next year when we go. There you go, man. Got to love it. Look like you had a good time. It's exciting. It was fun. We, we alluded to a little Star Wars talk at the top of the show, and I, I don't know if you've seen the trailer that dropped today, Vin. I don't think you have. Yeah, you're perplexed. Uh, so Ubisoft finally dropped the trailer for their Star Wars game that has been in development for a long time oh. from the people that did The Division. Um, it is called Star Wars Outlaws. I saw like a five-second clip. It's open world, right? It's... They didn't really specify. It seems like it's kind of on a path, semi-open world, uh, but it looks incredible, man. I'm all in on it. Any, I mean, anything new that comes out these days, because like I think things are only going in a, the up direction with Star Wars, and so yeah, so I'm like, all. If in. I had to say something that it reminded me of from the trailer, um, it's almost like Uncharted, but then it's seamless. Like she goes it follows like a it's it's a smuggler right she's a new character to the star wars universe she's like doing this heist whatever and it's kind of cool it's everything you ever want in like a star wars game and she's got like this little pet animal thing that kind of can like do her bidding and little parts of the world and kind of like you know distract people over here yada yada um but then she's wanted and there's one scene where she, she takes off and it's almost like gta where the screen flashes wanted but it's in arabesh Star Wars language. Um, and and then she hops on a speeder bike and she takes off and there's like this speeder chase to a hangar where she gets on a, a ship that they fly and control flying it out off of the planet into hyperspace. Insane. That's sick. I love it. So you have to watch Very- the trailer. I would play it on air, but I don't know if we could flag for copyright, so I'm not going to do that. Yeah, for sure. Good description there too, by the way. That was That was nice. I tried to I tried to sum it up the best I could. I was yeah, a little excited you, about it earlier. You painted a picture perfectly. I'm pumped. I love the idea. And that's 2024. That's next year. So cool. Very awesome. Whew. Yeah, it, I don't have as much time to game as much as I would like, but uh, a little bit in, here and there at night. A little dad time. Yeah, for sure. I that's kind of where I'm at too. I don't have a kid yet, but you know, every now and then you try to work in some time to just let the brain be free and play some games. But um, 
I saw Into the Spider-Verse right before I left for my trip. Dude, I'm jealous. I wanted to see it. You need to see it. It So you need to see, you know, I, it's, I actually think it's called Across the Spider-Verse. I think. I think Into the yeah, Spider-Verse. Yeah, and then there's like a part the two one. coming later. It's something different. Yeah. yeah. The first one came out a couple years ago, and that was incredible. And I always said the one that came out a couple years ago, it passed Toy Story. For my all across the Spider Verse is the new one. Yeah, so into the Spider Verse, past sto- Toy Story for my all-time favorite. The damn good movie. movie. Yeah, this one past that, it's better. From beginning to end, my eyes were just like the colors, the story, the soundtrack, the 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 way that the drawings you know interact with each. other. It's just, it is truly sensational. I did, love. Did you hear about the Lego about scene, Finn? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But did you hear the story behind it? No. So when they first released the trailer for this movie many, many months ago, uh-huh. there is a believe I believe a twelve-year-old boy that recreated the entire trailer with Legos. Oh. That's when cool. they were making this movie, towards the tail end, the people making the movie re- reached out to this twelve-year-old boy. And they had him do a small segment for the movie animating the Legos. That's amazing. How I cool that. is that? That is cool. That is really cool. I love that. I mean, uh, and that makes perfect story. sense. Yeah, that is awesome. I I love it. I, I honestly think I I would give it like a 9.6. It was unbelievable. Wow, I don't give out high ratings very often. Like Endgame, I gave a 9.8. Infinity War was a 9 eight i think too um i gave spider-man no way home like an 8.9 or 9.1 this 9.6 for spider-man across the spider-verse oh now you got me even more pumped than i already was yeah you know i know it's hard for people to get to theaters and i'm not a particularly big fan of movie theaters i've been a little scared of movie theaters for a long time (laughs) but this is a movie theater movie if you can find two hours I actually think it's way longer than that. Isn't it kind of a long movie? I have it pulled up right here. It is two hours and 15 minutes. Yeah, it feels like a half hour. I'm not even kidding. Wow. It was awesome. I I'm now excited. Lots of good superhero movies out. And then this weekend, Vin, you got The Flash coming out. Yep. Michael Keaton back as Batman. Mm Mm-hmm. Big big couple weeks for movies. And then, then the week after that, you got the new Indiana Jones. Yes. Yes. So we'll see. I I'm excited for all of it. Yeah, man. It's exciting time. Summer movies. It feels like feels like movies are kind of back. Uh, yeah. I guess yeah, they are. We'll we'll see what happens with these movies in the box office, but I'm sure they'll do okay. Uh, uh I got what, this... what movie I think across the spider verse is like is it the biggest movie since COVID? There was something. It's made a lot of money so far. I think it was biggest animated movie since COVID. Maybe, maybe. Because I know No Way Home. Yeah, was the first post COVID movie that kind of went crazy. Yeah, absolutely. But either way, I'm excited. That's cool stuff. I was gonna say I, I saw a couple weeks ago. I don't know if you saw the previews for it. That Burt Kreischer movie, The Machine. No. Do you know who that is? I don't. Uh, you have to watch the stand-up routine. Uh, he does the Two Bears podcast. I forget what it's called. Um, 
Anyway, Bert, stand up for the machine. Okay, I have it loaded into my computer. That stand up routine is absolutely hysterical, and they did a movie based sort of on him being older and getting brought back to Russia. It's hilarious. Mark Hamill plays his dad. Uh, it was great. <laughs> it bombed. It bombed in the box office, but uh, it was a funny movie. So. I all right, it. it's in the queue. Funny with action and, and guns and all that stuff. Hell yeah, that's in the queue. I will be watching it. Um, I also saw the trailer for that Flame and Hot movie. Yeah, yeah, that's on uh, Disney Plus. And who I want to see it really bad. I love Flame and Hot Cheetos. I did not know that they were invented by a janitor, by a janitor. at the Frito Lay factory just by putting some seasoning on his normal Cheetos, and that that is. That sounds like the most accurate story of all time. It's the most believable story of all it time. It is. So I mean, and then when you think about it, you're like, oh yeah, they also they also now have flaming hot mac and cheese Doritos. Yeah, it's, like, it's what, good. Uh, I've tried. Is it? it? Yeah. <laughs> I it's feel good. like it's like a one way ticket to diarrhea village. It is. It is. I can confirm that as well. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the quality stuff people tune into this show for. Man. Yes. Absolutely, jumbo dongs and diarrhea. <laughs> oh, that's how we're. That's how I'm gonna put in the description for this week's show, and people see what happens. Um, but no, that's fun, Vin. Um, I definitely gotta check out Flame and Hot. I heard good things about it. So, yeah, isn't Eva Longoria in it too? Yep, I, or she directed it or produced it too, or something. I don't know. She threw a first pitch out the other day. I forget what stadium she was at. Probably in L.A. Um, she looks good for her age, man. Yeah, she does. Um, it was the Texas Rangers. That's that makes sense. She's yeah. forty eight years old then. That's crazy. It kind of would have been funny if she threw one out for the Tampa Bay Rays because Evan Longoria was there for so long, but uh, or if she threw it out for the Giants this year. Yeah, yeah. He's still for the Giants, right? Yeah, I believe so. Yep. Mm-hmm. We're all over the map, but it's fun stuff, man. Uh one minor thing I got to touch on, we're going back on video games for a second. I picked up last week Diablo 4. Oh, yeah. Uh, popular. Oh, my God. Man. Oh, that good, eh? I, uh, if it were up to me, I'd never turn it off. <laughs> um, I made a barbarian, and I'm just slaughtering demons and hell spawn with a giant axe. It's fantastic. Um, that sounds amazing. Yeah. So uh, if you ever, one of these days, get a PS5 or an Xbox or whatever, we'll we'll slay some demons together. All right. Um, I'm in. They have, like, I'm so into it that, like, they have books based in the universe that I ordered all the books. Well, not all of them, but Target has a buy two, get one free book sale, video game sale, and music sale right now. That's pretty they, sweet, actually. They probably need it because they've had some really bad press lately. Yeah, yeah, for sure they have. <laughs> um, but like, I'll I'll take a free book, video game, or hell yeah, vinyl off your hands. Sure, absolutely, especially if they're sick like that. Hell yeah, I need to play Diablo though. I have a bunch of friends who used to be obsessed with it. Do you think I, I could play Diablo up... three? Yes, you could. No problem. I could pick up four and say, just play it. I was about to say I played three. You know, maybe for like two hours seven eight years ago whenever it came out nine years ago and before that i didn't play any of it and i've since lost all of the information about it just and it's they have new dynamics and stuff you could pick it right up yeah for sure i used to have friends who were obsessed with it i remember when it came out when i was in high school three it was like a huge deal 
huge deal. Yeah, it's the best-selling Blizzard game of all time, apparently. So wow. Um, really quick fact check: Evan Longoria is on the Arizona Diamondbacks now. Well, shows you how much I know. You know a lot, but you can't know everything. It's impossible. He was on the Giants last year. Oh right? yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, he was. Okay. He might even been two years. Two he years was there on for a while. Giants. Yeah, it was obviously the bulk of his career is with the Tampa Bay Rays, but. You know what the first thing is when I think of Evan Longoria? I'm sure you're going to know what this. What I think. Um, what is that? His wife? I don't know. I don't know who his wife is. She's like a former Playboy model. Uh, that's not what I thought of. But <laughs> I'll Google her I just name saw, later. I just saw that when I was looking up what team he played for. No, I, you, you're going <laughs> to laugh when you say this. You'll probably know what I'm talking about. There's a clip where he's getting interviewed and a foul ball is coming right for the reporter, and he goes out and he grabs it barehanded from hitting her in the face. And that's, it's just – you've never cool. seen it? No, I haven't seen that. That's pretty that's boss. The only, it's all I ever think about when I think of Evan Longoria. That's the first thing that comes to my mind. That's funny. He was like he was like the star on the team when they played um, in the World Series with Joe Madden, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Pulling up the video clip now because it's uh, – it's the real deal. I mean, you just got to feel like a complete boss if like a ball's coming for someone's head and you stop it. I remember I was at my brother Joey's hockey game one year and this lady was there with her baby and a puck came over the glass and it was about to hit the baby in the head and I reached over and caught it. Really? And I felt like a complete badass when that happened. Hell so yeah, I can man. only imagine how this guy feels doing it on TV. That's right. Let's check this out. Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> Let's play it again. I don't know about this one. I don't know if I buy this. This is fake. I don't know if it's just, real. Just keep your not. eye on the batter the whole time. Just keep your eye on the batter. I closed it out already. I'll go. Would, don't, would ruin you... my, don't ruin my childhood. <laughs> I believe it's real. It's real as hell. I'm with you. It's real. That's all I, I think about. I didn't realize how much old Evan Longoria looked like now Garrett Cole. Yeah. Kind of looks like him a little bit. That's funny. What a video. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, Vin, you ruined it for me. I googled it. Evan Longoria did not save a woman's life by catching a foul ball. It was a pretend catch and a marketing campaign for Gillette. (laughs) Thanks. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. When I was a kid, I didn't think shit about that. I don't even know what year that was. Well, I just couldn't take my eyes off the batter who was still in his batter's box after he caught the ball. (laughs) That's fair. Now, every time you think of Longoria, you're going to think of how much you hate me. I don't hate you <laughs> yet. 12 years ago, 10 million views. Wow. Wow. Evan well, Longoria's been go. around. Well, he was, I did see he was 37 years old when I looked up what team he was on. Like, I, I thought he was still on the Giants, but then again, I was like, wait a minute, maybe he's not. I guess so. I wasn't a little kid, Vin. I was 22 years old. I guess I was old enough to not be an idiot, but. Eh, I've fallen for dumber things. Well, anyway, I think of that clip when I think of Evan Longoria. Absolutely. 
Now I will forever too. That's right. Diving straight off the deep end though, Vin. Yep. But but what else is going on in the life of Vin? Anything fun, exciting? Well, the Stanley Cup finals going on. Yeah. Um, tomorrow. You know, tomorrow's game five and we'll do bar down on Wednesday, regardless of if we have a winner or not. Um, I hope we do have a winner so that we could put a nice little bow tie on the 2022-23 season. It was my favorite hockey season of all time. Wow, um, that's, I, that's big praise. Yeah, I don't. I it was just truly magnificent from beginning to end. The Devils broke their all-time wins record, their all-time points record. Jack Hughes broke their all-time points record by a single player in a single season, and he's 21 years old. Um, you know he. The team is was just so good. Nico Heischer is nominated for the Selkie Trophy, which is the best defensive forward in the league, or the best two way forward in the league. Um, you know they're they're just so good from top to bottom. And then there were other fun things that went on, like you know the race for every single division was awesome, except the Atlantic. The Bruins won it uh, outright, but you know it was just so fun. The playoffs were amazing. I went to a game at Madison Square Garden and Prudential Center. Like it was just so fun from beginning to end, and I've enjoyed every second of it. And I literally, I can't wait for next year already, but we got to put a bow tie on this year first. So, That's you know, right. it'll be fun. We got a big week. And then on Thursday, you know, I've declared the Cincinnati Reds as one of the more exciting teams going on in Major League Baseball right now. They're kind of like De La Cruz. De La Cruz is amazing. Um, a couple first home, first career home runs for them this last week. They got more on the yes. way. Yeah. And so we're going to have some Cincinnati Reds love on the show. Van sided editor for Blog Red Machine. Is going to be coming 2, on 2 p.m. on Thursday. 2 p.m. on Thursday. So I'm excited for that. We're going to be talking Reds, but it's not going to be only Reds. It's going to be a Reds themed show, but it's not going to be the only thing. We'll talk White Sox. We know we'll go over how bad the Dodgers smoked them. Um, we'll go over, you know, what's coming up in the other, you know, teams around the league. I'm sure I'll do a whole segment on Shohei Otani as usual. Um, he'll probably hit five more home runs between now and then. So that'll be cool. Um, yeah, I'm excited for Crosstown. And, you know, we'll probably have an NBA champion by our next podcast, too, as Foster points looks, out. It looks like we may have him tonight. Yes. So that'll be cool to see. Denver currently leads Miami. Um, we'll see what happens. Ten, minute, ten minutes left in the fourth quarter. Yep. Denver is up by uh, 77-73 <laughs> right now. We'll see what happens. But strange times. <laughs> sure is. Never thought I'd see the Denver Nuggets versus the Miami Heat in the championship for the NBA. But did you ever are. did you ever think a team from the desert, a team from the mountain time zone, desert area, would and beat a team, a team from, from Florida Would beat a team from South Florida in the NBA and NHL? Shit, man, Vin, you blew my mind there. Yeah. Actually, actually, we should have, we'll have to ask Zim next week how how how's life down in Denver with that's uh, right, you know, with the Nuggets. Yeah, and back to back championships for that town in sports, with uh, the Avalanche winning in two thousand and twenty two and the Nuggets winning in 20, 2023. Uh They got a Denver Broncos championship in twenty fifteen. Um, the Diamondbacks haven't won shit in a while, but they're that's on the rise. Man. They're on the rise. I think they're a pretty good team. So shout out, to the, shout out to the Denver area. I've heard they have the second best food in baseball at the stadium too. I don't know if or, no, why am high? I think why am I saying the Diamondbacks? 
What a fool I am. You're talking about the Broncos, right? I meant the Broncos, and when I was thinking baseball, I said the Diamondbacks, but I meant the Rockies. Oh. And I realized I made a mistake because I've heard the Diamondbacks have the second best food in the league, but I remember Zim shitting Zim on the Rockies. Zim said how bad food. the Rockies food was. And that, that's what made me realize I was talking about the wrong team. Well, so. remember, Zim's parents have an excellent uh, yep. Chicago-style restaurant across the street from Casa Bonita, if I remember he told us that. Casa Bonita, which is also reopening soon. La, 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 la. Casa Bonita, Casa Bonita. Did you read that they put $40 million into yeah. it? Yeah. I, I will eat at Zim's parents' restaurant and Casa Bonita in my lifetime. Oh, Absolutely. We're going to make that happen. We'll go see the White Sox in Colorado one of these years. Yeah. Or maybe not the White Sox in Colorado so we can enjoy ourselves. That's true. Maybe See, we'll watch the Rockies play like the Diamondbacks. You know, the Diamondbacks. Or like if Otani signs with the Dodgers, we'll go see the Dodgers play there. There you go. I like that. It's been all over the map tonight, folks. That's what, we, that's what you get on South Burb Sitman when we don't have a guest and we just have uh, a lot of fun. And, and Zim is busy tonight so Vinny and i just shot the shit for most of the show so and the Sox were not great this week so statistically anyway they won somehow three games this week which i still can't yep. figure out how that six happened. and three but, in june yeah they're one of the better teams in june well this division sucks but yeah that's they, not anything. That doesn't mean anything they're the only team in the al central over 500 since april 30th so they got that going for them yeah, April was a bad month for them. But yes, it is going to probably end up being the detriment to the season. Let's say they go five and five on that ten-game winning streak. They are in first place by half a game. Wow, that's incredible. Sure is. And what a wild night it's been, Vin. We talked everything from the White Sox being okay. The pitching was great. The offense sucked. Nobody won. Picked the click. Because everyone sucked except for Luis Robert and a couple guys. We talked about Pedro doing terrible things with the bullpen and with the bullpen just doing terrible things themselves. Liam Hendricks got hurt. I don't have to do a full recap, but we talked about a lot of stuff. And then we branched off and talked Vinny's vacation. We talked about a little Star Wars video game, a little Vinny uh, hockey talk. Good stuff tonight. We were all over the place. That's what you come here for on the Barroom Network. As Vinny mentioned, he's got a show coming up on Wednesday for Bar Down Talking Hockey. Probably talking about a new Stanley Cup champion, if all things go according to plan. And then Thursday, 2 p.m. Central, Crosstown Crosstalk. We're talking Cincinnati Reds and all baseball in general. And, of course, this week you have Gabriel talking football. You've got Dan and Aldo tomorrow night. All the great shows on the network. Don't miss it. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Follow on Twitter. Uh, you can follow all our accounts listed on the bottom of the screen. It's almost like I did that on purpose. Follow us at Barroom Network, at Southburb Hitman, at Joe Mandel, at Vinny Parisi, at Raging Sox Fan. And Zim also has another account called Raging Bear Fan. You might as well follow that too. And follow Aldo Gandia, the man, uh, the man, the myth, the legend behind the Barroom Network. I believe it's Aldo Gandia is his account. You can find him. I'm sure you'll find him. If you go to these accounts, you'll see him. And we've reached the shout-out portion of the show, uh, Vin. So why don't you take it away with the shout-outs? 
Um, my girlfriend Katie's always my number one shout out. Um, we had a great she's time okay. on vacation together. Yeah, she's all right. No, for <laughs> real though, like just truly, just a great partner to have in life. And you know, we do everything as a great team, and it was truly a magnificent vacation and we enjoyed each other. And now we're enjoying being home a little bit, kind of just some away time, like just us two for the first time in a long time. And, you know, it's been good. So I'm very thankful for her and she means the world to me. I will also give a shout out to father's day is coming up. So I'm going to shout out my dad. Um, I love my dad very much. I can't wait to see him tomorrow. Um, we're going to go hang out for a little bit and have some dinner and yeah, father's day is coming up. So that's exciting. And you know, my dad loves this show and loves the white Sox. I'm a white Sox fan directly because of him. If he didn't exist, I probably would be a nasty Cubs fan. Like I'm <laughs> mostly surrounded by that, a you know, on my mom's Cubs side fan. of my, on the family. Um, if my mom married a Cub fan, I'd be a Cub fan. I like being a white Sox fan. It's something that makes me, me. And you know, I got that stuff from my dad. So you know, credit to him, and I'm excited to spend Father's Day with him. Very, very excited for it, actually. There you go, dude. That's exciting stuff, man. Great, great job on the shout-outs, brother. Uh, I'll lead things off, as always, by shouting out my beautiful wife, Catherine, uh, our our daughter, Audrey, who is then she is just a ball of energy, man. She just takes off. She'll climb up the slide by herself and go down by herself. Now Ooh, she swings. Now that's fun. Um, now she, she'll turn around the corner and she'll see me and she'll go, hello. <laughs> Dada, hello. <laughs> that's so cute. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's it's the coolest thing ever. And she'll, she'll we can give her a treat for my dog and she'll bring it over to him and she'll hand it to him and he'll take it out of her hand. Uh, it's just so awesome. I mean. So I love my, my daughter and my wife. It's the best thing on earth. <laughs> uh, of course, my great Dane Maverick, who I talk about every show as well. Uh, he is uh, the man, the myth, the legend, the big chungus, as I like to call him. Uh, people might know that reference. That's like the really giant big Bugs Bunny cartoon is big chungus. And uh, when Maverick, he's a big dog, he's a great Dane. So we started calling him the nickname big chungus and it just kind of stuck. I love it. <laughs> So that's I, you may have noticed my fantasy team a couple times has been called Big Chungus. So that's where I that's where I get it from. That's outstanding. Um, so shout out to them. Shout out to all the dads out there. I know my dad's been in the chat tonight, uh, and you know every every dad out there. And it's it's so exciting that I get to celebrate Father's Day now, Vin. It's uh, you know it's just so awesome. My my wife and daughter are taking me out. You know, I don't know a lot about the day. I just know it involves things I like to do. You know, I'm sure food will probably be involved. And, oh, yeah. You know, maybe uh, I'm sure they're taking me somewhere where they got a good old fashioned because that's like one of my favorite things. My wife's driving, which is great. <laughs> <laughs> it's always nice. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so God is good. Shout out to all the fathers out there. I uh, forgot to mention my father in law as well. Uh, taught me how to, build a bunch of stuff and do projects and man, it's just, uh, I can do things and build things now that I never thought I could do in my entire life. Absolutely. That's he awesome. Took me, he took me to a local, like, uh, not far from me. Uh, it, you can call it like a, I don't even know what you call it. It's like a dealership for like 
ought for lawnmowers and stuff. It's like two, not, not far from my house. And we went and I picked out this badass lawnmower. And now I go out there and I mow my own lawn. I weed whack. And, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm like the typical dad, you know, it's pretty sweet. I just got to, I, I don't wear my new balance with my white socks up to my ankles, up to my knees, but you know, I feel, I have that vibe, you know? Absolutely. You should. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wear nasty old shoes when I mow and I, you know, I look like a typical dad. And Absolutely. I do dad jokes all day long. Vin knows. It's, oh, yeah. uh, it's the transformation. You have, you have to. Foster's comment here made me die laughing inside. He said, happy Father's Day to all you fathers and to you, Vinny, you mother. Wow. Foster, I saw your DM, by the way, on Twitter. I never responded. I was in Door County, but I will come on. Whether Tooch is on or not, I'll come on. Um, maybe next Thursday or something. I don't know exactly when, but one of the Thursdays I will be there. Uh, next This Thursday I have plans, but either hurt, next Foster. Thursday of the year I'm after. Really oh, Joe, Joe Mandel could come on with us, Foster. Oh, I'm really you don't hurt. have to be hurt, Joe. He'll have you on. No, I, I'm just messing with Foster. He knows He knows I'm not. No, Foster is good He knows good I'm people. not hurt. We appreciate Foster. He tunes in nearly every week, and uh, he's a good dude. He's a fun dude. We have fun on this show. Uh, I think that's it for my shout-outs. You know, all the dads out there and my wife, my daughter, my dog, you, okay, of course, I got to shout out you, Vin, my co-host, Likewise. Vinny Parisi, for uh, always bringing the house down, having fun, knows his shit inside and out. Uh, miss our buddy Zim tonight, of course, shout out to him. But, you know, he's moving. He's got a lot of crazy stuff going on. So uh, we totally understand. And we're looking forward to having him back next week. We'll shamelessly plug the show again. We have the president of Spinball Sports joining us on the show, Steven Spatansky. Uh, and we are going to be talking about the eye pitch uh, because, as you guys know, it's one of the hottest talk in all of baseball. These teams are using this pitching machine that's really smart, can throw every kind of pitch in every kind of place. Uh, you can test your hot zones, test your cold zones, work on things. I know both Jake Berger and Gavin Sheets utilized it before the season. And according to Steven, the president, last time we spoke, I think he said majority of teams now have an eye pitch. So I don't know what that number is. We'll probably find that information out next week. But don't forget to tune in next week, Monday night, 8 p.m. Central, January 19th, January, <laughs> June, next week, Monday, June 19th, 2023, 8 p.m. Central, only on the Ballroom Network with the president of spinball sports we're talking i pitch it's going to be an awesome show don't miss it be part of the conversation zim will be back with us of course Vinny will be here and this old lug right here will be here as well so we look forward to having you with us uh real quick uh zim responded back i forgot to follow up with him on his pick to click uh, i assumed it was going to be jake Berger. it is jake Berger. so Zim That's funny, did actually. exactly <laughs> what I expected him to do. He chopped at the bit. Yeah, uh, of course. Complete side note, Vin. Uh, remember I got the burgers to send that signed ball for that charity event? Uh, yeah. We had the auction on Saturday, and we got 100 bucks for the ball. So Wow, very good. Very cool. good. Absolutely. So uh, if the burgers are watching, thank you. I will also send you a DM. I know you've been very busy. We're trying to get Jake into the All-Star game, which will remind everyone, Vote for Jake Berger for the All-Star game. As we mentioned, there's only two worthy All-Stars on this team between 
Luis Robert, well, two offensive all-stars, Luis Robert and our buddy Jake Berger. Uh, Luis Robert didn't even make the top 15 list in votes that came out today, so it's not looking good for him. But I think Berger has more votes than him. Yeah, Berger's trailing by 35,000. Yeah, that's not bad. It's not bad, and also it's Otani, so. Oh, yeah. But Otani oh, yeah. shouldn't be listed as a DH as far as I'm concerned. He should be a pitcher, but. Well, he's going to probably he's start both. the game. <laughs> yeah. So he's going to make it regardless. So throw Jake Berger in there. Vote for Jake Berger. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there's something else I wanted to say, but I can't remember what it is. That's okay. I know we're going to the hour 45 mark and people are probably getting bored of us. But if you're not, hey, stick around. But no, we're good not here anyway. Um, that's all we got. Look forward to the next week's show, Vin. Uh, don't miss the Vinny on, the, on this network the rest of the week. Uh, thank you, everyone in the chat that was here all night long. Of course, we had Foster, we had PZ, Vinny's mom, my dad, uh, Jenny, who Vinny knows. Is that your cousin, Vin? Or uh, my aunt. Your aunt. Shout out to Jenny. Uh, who else we got here? I think I said my dad. Yeah. So shout out to everyone in the chat tonight. Lots of fun conversation. Make sure you're here next week when we talk eye pitch. Ben, any last-minute thoughts before we ditch the show and move on to next? Yes. Read SouthsideShowdown.com, DeWindyCity.com, BlackAndTeal.com, PucksAndPitchforks.com, PuckPros.com. Please read, read, read. There's so much good stuff coming out. Connor Bedard's going to the Blackhawks. The White Sox stink. You want to keep up with all that. You want to read about the Chicago Bears. We're balls deep into that at this point in the summer. OTAs are you know they're doing the mandatory mini camps now josh allen returned for the jaguars you want to read about football you want to read about baseball different josh allen but same thing (laughs) oh crap yeah jaguars josh allen he returned after no but uh, yes mad he will be on the madden cover that's pretty cool um yeah read 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 follow at vinnie parisi on twitter i retweet all my articles and read all my contributors articles too it'll mean a lot to them and then if you, after you read it, uh, keep it in your URL and refresh it and reclick the link like 12 times a day. Yes. Vinny Absolutely. would appreciate it. And I know I sure would. By the way, I don't get a cut of any of that. I just want Vinny to get the clicks. Yeah. Just to clarify, <laughs> which is totally the way it should be. Vinny busts his butt. I know it. He's writing stuff all hours of the night. He's a machine. And you know what? I know we're about to roll the credits, but I have to mention one more thing, Vin, before we get out of here. Uh, some BS going on at the at the Athletic. I'm sure you guys are familiar. Yeah. Uh, sad, our friend of the scary. show, J.R. Fagan, got let go, covered the White Sox. Dude's a machine. Uh, was a great guest on our show and covered the White Sox like nobody else really. Um, got let go from the Athletic today. So uh, I think I speak for everyone on South Burbs Hitmen that we know for a fact that James will land on his feet. And he is one of the best in the business covering the White Sox. Uh, he will not be a free agent for long, Vinny. But uh, if he's watching for some odd reason, James, we love you being on the show. We love your content. And we know you will be covering the White Sox again very soon. I believe James Fagan. I could be wrong, but I believe that he was the one of the site experts at Southside Showdown before me. I believe so, you said that, yeah. I 
would mean a lot to follow in his footsteps, which speaks volumes about what I think about his ability as a journalist. And I hope he finds, you know, I, I know he will find something soon. So James, good luck to you. We're all big fans of you. I, I don't know what you think of us, but we're big fans of you. So thank you. Absolutely. And with that said, we're going to get out of here. Tough schedule this week for the White Sox on the West Coast, late games. Uh, I will not be watching the end of many of them, especially on East on the East Coast. But uh, let's win some games. Let's get lucky. I don't know. Or we'll just lose six straight. We'll see. We'll find out next week when you tune in, when we talk about the eye pitch with the president of Pinball Sports. For the South Burbs Hitmen, I'm Joe Mandel. That's Vinny Parisi. And the guy that's in the distance in Denver somewhere unpacking a truck and moving some boxes, Steven Zim Zimmerman, we'll all be back with you next week. And as always, no matter what, let's go White Sox.